got a parasite or something. God, I, I'm feeling sick. <laughs> Thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast for September 23rd, 2020. Weird week. I'm on holiday, yet still here sitting at my desk talking to you. Read. Yeah, it's for the viewers. It's I, I give back to the fans. Yeah. 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 We're going to give op- you what you want. It's the opposite of a Seth Rollins promo. I'm here because of all of you. I do this for you. It's the opposite of Last of Us Part 2. Uh, the, yes. And there, uh, Naughty Dog has declared September 26th to be Outbreak Day, and it's going to be like the Last of Us Day. You know how like N7 Day for that's Mass the, Effect? That's the lamest fucking... Like, that's coming up, man. That's three days no, away. No, but like you can't make that your like I could make a fucking game. Yeah, Lee, and I like could... you can't give yourself a nickname. You're just like I'm big dog now. Yeah, like, no, you're not. That's yeah, it. like Lee, I could go make a board game called like Kick Reed in the Ass, and I'll yeah. be like, guess what, Lee? Like September. Guess you gotta kick me in the ass. And I'm like, oh, kick Reed in the ass. To... Yeah, like that's bullshit. Don't uh, like that. Yeah, this you know flies in the face of uh, talk like a pirate day and other such holidays uh, that just recently passed on the September 17th or something like that. Uh, anyways. Video games, holy shit! There's a lot. There's of them. so much to talk about. Uh, so Xbox, of course, had the, had their leak of the the Series S and then dropped their full pricing uh, in Canada. We'll be talking about pricing in Canada. Well, we uh, talked five, we talked yeah. about that last week, though. We did. Uh, so it's it's yeah, it's three seventy nine ninety nine for the Series S, which you it's very hard to find anywhere. Very allocated. The Series X, which just went on uh, pre-order yesterday as well, uh, is uh, five ninety nine ninety nine in Canada. So Microsoft not doing uh, the good exchange rate math there on, you know, that's good for us. We're saving 70 bucks. Uh, PlayStation had their huge showcase. Oh, and was it ever big? It was big. Like, uh, and here's it was a bit thing. cobbled together. And, but, and here's know. the thing. While this was happening, while we were both watching, you messaged me saying, imagine Microsoft trying to compete with Sony's exclusives, LOL. And not a day later, Lee, <laughs> do we hear oh, about the boy. fucking Bethesda ZeniMax deal? Listen, listen to me. Uh, let's run it down in order. Okay, so they do the PlayStation 5 showcase. They show all the launch games. They reveal, like, Demon Souls is a launch game. They say, uh, hey, $10 more for a lot of these games. Are we going to so, go like, through each game? Uh, I mean, we can talk about the reveals. The thing started say, with a reveal of Final Fantasy 16. No, yeah, I would say let's talk about the major ones. Yeah. So Final Fantasy 16 to start out with, yeah. There wasn't a lot of filler in this thing. Yeah, uh, which I'm thankful for. Yeah, so Final Fantasy 16, uh, we got the producer of Final Fantasy 11 and 14 moving on to that. Oh, really? Which is... A net positive, trust me. Yeah. Uh, as people now who play Final Fantasy fourteen are basically holding to that being the best Final Fantasy of all time. It's got so much content. Like Final Fantasy eleven was on its way. It's like every aspect of Final how, Fantasy is here. Like, like I, underst- is, I yeah. understand that. I don't see how you could even compare fourteen to a game like seven anymore. They're so uh, fundamentally different. It's in every twice. Way. As, it's twice as many. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. think it's fair to say best Final Fantasy when it's so vastly it's, well, different. Well, it's not a traditional Final Fantasy, right? right? And yeah. no one even considers 14 and 11 in, like, the main series for the most Listen, part. Listen, well, some people don't. Uh, 16, however, uh, you obviously are not very... Gotta, there, there's not... I gotta play it first. Like, when a Final Fantasy game... You, you know nothing about this game. You know some story beats. It shows you some characters. You have an idea of maybe what the combat will be. Uh, but until you see more, until right, you play but, the thing, who knows? Yeah, call me a mark then. If yeah, you that's want. and that's fine. Like, right, uh, but I've always been excited for new Final Fantasies. It's always been something I look forward to. It's one of my favorite game series. I have every single fucking game. Um, so the combat looks really nice. It looks like a continuation of the remake combat. If that is going to be the end game combat, like you said. For I all hope, you know, because that was good. Yeah. Yeah, for all we know, this game's not going to come out for a while. Um, Next year, they said. Oh, yeah. that's nice. It seems to be going back from that modern route they kept going with 
uh, with 13 and uh, 15. Back to high fantasy. Back to like yeah. a high fantasy, kind of like a 12 feeling to it, which looks really nice. Um, the implications that it's going to be a lot more personal and an edgy story, which I'm always down with. I love edgy. So yeah, sure. forward to it. What's edgier than Noctis? Noctis? Who didn't cry when he hugged Obama? No, <laughs> Noctis actually is not very edgy at all. He's actually, I would say out of all the Final Fantasy protagonists, he's like the most normal dude. He's just like, he wants to hang out with his friends and yeah. he doesn't, he wants, he knows he has to grow up and it, whatever. I'm not going into 15. Okay. There it is. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, we got some gameplay, uh, showed off a little bit of Spanish Harlem. Uh, and then, yeah, gameplay, hey, that Spider-Man game's good, That's, so... It's like, Spider-Man PS4. Uh, they did a Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Alpha. I don't know if you looked into this at all. No, but, I didn't play it on the weekend. Uh, so people weren't overly thrilled with it, uh, because apparently the balance was... Uh, let's just say that the resounding comment out of this thing were, Snipers are back! Uh, and people were just camping, because uh, Sniper was just turned up. Like, the balancing was way off on it. Uh, apparently a lot of people are having problems with the text and stuff where they're doing kind of like a typewriter redacted kind of... We'll see what happens with that. Uh, Harry Potter, uh, everybody's favorite Harry Potter uh, right now here in sure. 2020. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is that huge open world Harry Potter it's, game. Man, it's like uh, Sony's executives were sitting around a boardroom and they're like, whatever, we made our open world game. Well, it's, it's not, it has nothing to do with Sony. It's a Warner Brothers game. Whatever. Um, and Warner Brothers was up for sale until very recently. Microsoft was rumored to have been buying Warner Brothers at some point. Uh, just for the sake of, it's up for sale, and hey, that's something we need to buy. We need to buy something. We gotta buy fucking something. <laughs> uh, so that's set like a hundred years before the Harry Potter books even take place. Uh, so it's in like the late 1800s at Hogwarts. Sure. And you can be a little wizard boy or girl. Who gives a fuck? And uh, they want to make very sure you know that J.K. Rowling has nothing to do with this game. Other than making residuals off of the Right, because aren't people really mad at her now? Uh, yeah, I don't follow she's, anything. She's like a, a huge transphobe. And like, oh. doesn't seem to be interested in... Uh, like it's not it's not to her to change her views if that's what she is that's what she is but she is tied to this giant IP and unless Warner Brothers or someone's gonna buy her outright so they can say definitively we're putting out Harry Potter stuff but J.K. Rowling has fucking she's not making a dime off this anymore they're gonna have problems with this game and anything Harry Potter going forward because that's fucking scorched earth at this point wow uh, cancelled 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 go to your room uh, okay, Resident Evil: The Village. We're both really not into spooky games. Well, um, uh, so, so well really yes and no. I, yeah. I, I love. I don't like playing spooky games, but it's one of my favorite things to watch a playthrough of. It's okay. I so you just don't enjoy yeah, uh, the moment I've, to moment. Of no, I would say them. every horror game comes out. I make it a point to go and watch like a good playthrough of it on YouTube or something like that. Just because yeah. I find this, the stories typically are very interesting in these kinds of games, especially Resident Evil Seven it was a very cool game to watch. So, yeah, I Absolutely. think it'd be cool. Uh, yeah, so they showed Demon's Souls. They showed uh, a number of other kind of launch window yeah, games. If I could speak uh, quickly on Demon's Souls. Sure. I uh, totally thought it was going to be a remaster. This is looking like an absolute remake. and it's looking, from, from the ground up. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it looks like uh, it looks like they weren't content just doing another Souls games, and they wanted to... I don't know. It's hard to tell without playing, but the perspective is different. The implications being that somehow the gameplay is going to be different, too. So I'm looking Maybe. forward to it. I mean, the main from team is working on Elden Ring, right? So yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping if since it's a different team, they'll toss something else at the wall, some different. Uh, so this PlayStation, this this PlayStation, you heard about it? Uh, they're going to be <laughs> selling this damn thing uh, in Canada for uh, I believe it's 
four ninety nine for the digital, for the digital, and then, and then uh, six twenty nine, six twenty nine. Uh, which again, the exchange rate is off, but somewhat in our favor. But you can't find it fucking anywhere. Uh, yeah. So the thing about the PS five. Uh, is that the two consoles are identical except for the optical drive. Yeah, that's um, it. So if $130 is worth it to you to be able to pop in all your old PS4 discs, or Blu-ray discs for that matter, uh, it's probably worth it getting that console. But from a, a, te- a spec point of view, you're not losing power in either. Whereas the Xbox has the Series X, which is your next-gen experience, and then the Series S, which lets you like peek through the curtain, uh, but not you know get down and dirty with the games. If <laughs> that analogy got away on me there. Uh, but so... Sony was like, hey, listen, you're going to have plenty of plenty of heads up on the pre-orders for this thing. Gamers, don't even worry about it. We're going to send a letter to each of your homes. Uh, a guy in a, uh, in, a, in a fucking... Vault-Tech guy. Yeah, Vault-Tech guy. Uh, a sack boy is going to show up. He's going to hand you a letter that has like a wax seal. You'll open it and it'll tell you when PlayStation... No, actually what happened was five minutes after the showcase happened, pre-orders went live almost... Uh, like spread across retail online Jeff Keeley was tweeting things after the showcase I don't know if he was told things that were embargoed till the end of the showcase but he became the source of information for hey Demon Souls is a launch game hey um there's a $10 price hike, blah, blah, blah. Seemingly, this guy knew everything that didn't get included in that conference. The conference did seem cobbled together. Uh, there were a few things like Final Fantasy sixteen was announced for PC. Uh, and Square Enix was like, mm-mm, uh, PS5 only. That's... Sure, it'll maybe... We'll come to PC later, but they don't want to fucking tell you about that. But it was in the trailer for the damn game. Uh, so other than that, people are now rushing everywhere. They're told that PlayStation 5s will go on sale the following morning. Joke's on you. They're on sale right now. Everything was crashing. Everybody's frustrated. Everybody's placing orders that are being delayed. Uh, Amazon sent, like, a widespread email to everybody who pre-ordered saying, like, don't expect this thing on launch day uh, kind of thing. So it's, it's a bit of a mess. Uh, and, you know, on one hand, you're like... The whole thing was, man, they should push these consoles back. Who's got 700 bucks laying around right now for one of these consoles? And the answer is fucking fucking everybody everybody does. Uh, Like, I don't understand what it is with... You have this much money for your entertainment budget. Your entertainment budget is now... The majority of it is going to be spent at home. Uh, and what better way to spend that than on a PlayStation 5 and Xbox right. Series I want X. a fucking PlayStation 5. I yeah. haven't really been trying hard, if I'm being honest, to go and try and That's get That's why one. I buy my kids PlayStation 5. Yeah. Uh, so they showed a bunch of other crap at this showcase. PlayStation's up for pre-order as we speak now. The Xbox has been on pre-order for a couple days. Uh, independents are getting hosed by allocations. Obviously, there's going to be some available after the launch window. But for setting up launch and, uh, and stuff like that, uh, it's, it's rough right now. People are having a hard time pre-ordering it. So best of luck out there. Uh, I do have a funny chef's kiss story. But they ended it, the presentation, with the smallest of teasers where I pretty oh, much... Oh, yes. I pretty yeah. much came and yelled but With and... something like an inevitability like that, I don't even consider it news. It's just like, God of War 2 will happen. It's like, well, yeah, fucking of course. Well, yeah, but uh, it, didn't, it didn't help my markness. I've made no secret in this podcast and yeah. around the office, too, about how I think God of War 2018 is one of, if not the best video game ever made. It's it's a high contender for like one of the best story driven games of the generation. No, if sure. we're, like yeah. I I think from all aspects, gameplay, presentation, story, graphics, music, like if we're looking at it logically, it's one of the best games ever made. It's undeniable. Um, <laughs> it is not accepting any kind. Yeah, of I'm not. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> like logically, anybody person with a brain would be like, yes, yeah. like absolutely. Um, you hear that, everyone? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you think I'm wrong, you're a fucking idiot. Well, like, okay, so, like, we were, we were I was, like but I said. But anyway, we were, I just freaked out. Yeah. I really like God of War. I'm really excited about. The next three years for PlayStation 5 is set up in such a way 
uh, that, like I said, Microsoft has has nothing in the can to that would that has any pull until like until yesterday. Until yesterday, uh, no. But when it comes to this generation, and it comes to exclusive games, and it comes to let's even talk about the top ten exclusive games of this past generation. Like Microsoft's not in the fucking conversation. Microsoft got absolutely uh, fucking like Nintendo. Obviously, Nintendo has always been the exclusive. I couldn't even do a top ten Xbox One exclusive. Right, like it would it'd, be. It'd be the easiest thing to do ever for the Switch. You'd get to six, and it'd be Crackdown three, and you're like, but no one should play it, so I shouldn't even include. Yeah, it like Nintendo would be the easiest one. You can name fifty exclusives on that fucking console alone. Um, PS4 would be pretty easy. Last of Us, Horizon, Spider-Man, God of War, all these fantastic games. All these fantastic single-player games. Yeah. And that's the thing, uh, is it's very hard to, especially for a first party, to monetize a game like God of War. Past, you just buying God of War, right? Right, but they, it uh, seemed to work out for Sony. <laughs> right, because uh, you, you just, you have that big of an install base that you're like, we have 70 million PS4s. And 35 million people bought this game, so the game's paid for. Like, right. And now they're giving it away. The yeah, PlayStation and, Plus and collection. That, it's, yeah. it's fantastic publicity. Look at this yeah. Sony exclusive. Look how good this fucking game is. You should buy a PS4 to play it. Uh, and that's console exclusivity in a nutshell, right? Yeah. It's just like, and now we get to the move right. that you Microsoft can make, made. You, right, you yeah. can make all the multiplayer exclusives for your consoles that you want, but if they aren't fantastic games, no one's going to fucking buy them. Yes, there is a big value component to pricing of games that falls out the window if people just want to play the game. Like, people can argue all day long, oh, should God of War uh, 2 be a, uh, or Ragnarok or whatever they're calling it, should that be, you know, $79.99 was the first game. This game is presumably going to be $89.99 in Canada because of the $10 hike. But it's meaningless. We're both standing there with $90 on day one. Right, I'll... Looking to pick this thing up. And, like, that's where Game Pass and stuff comes in. Like, now, okay, so Microsoft, uh, on the first day of my, my holiday this week, decided to buy Bethesda. And everything that Bethesda has under it, including id Software, Arcane Studios. Uh, so, I don't know if you know this or not, but PlayStation 5 has two exclusives. Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are timed, at least, exclusives on the PS5. Microsoft now owns those games. No, but aren't you talking... No, don't they have, like, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and... No, 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 but Microsoft now owns the games that are coming out exclusively oh, on PS5. okay. Uh, so presumably those games will make their way to Microsoft platforms, being PC and Xbox, and be on Game Pass, sure. But if it's a year after, like, how do those contracts work? How much does that suck now that you're giving two exclusive games to your competitor? That's the, the business sprint. Yeah. Uh, so Microsoft has been rumored to have been buying someone for a long time. Before Monster Hunter World came out, Capcom was in dire straits, and there were rumors everywhere that Microsoft would be buying out Capcom. And all that means, Resident Evil and Monster Hunter and all that kind of stuff. And that would be a big play in Japan for them where they have failed for years. Is that if they own Monster Hunter through Capcom, got now Microsoft's making money in Japan, right? Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen. Warner Brothers, up for sale. They decided, we don't want to sell ourselves. Okay, good. Maybe that Harry Potter was getting done. They're like, this looks great. And then J.K. Rowling tweets something and they're like, fuck, we can't <laughs> win. Uh, they decided to buy Bethesda. Uh, and ZeniMax and for $7.5 billion. The implications of this are fucking huge. So before were the Xbox exclusives that people wanted to play were <laughs> Halo and Gears of War. I, I mean, wanted to play is, is subjective yeah, there, and, right? And Forza, okay, ones that sell decently well. Yeah, Gears of War 4 sold like fucking assholes. Um, well, it's it sold, well, 5 was one of the most downloaded games. Like, in terms of downloads, if people paid for it, it was one of the, the, the biggest games of that year. But it's on Game Pass. So how do you quantify what that game made? Right, right? so 
But yeah, anyway, so Xbox really trailing behind in that regard. And the thing, Sony, sure, yeah. the, thing, the thing, if you're really into the whole console wars thing, like a fucking douchebag, yeah, then like the thing you could always hang over their heads was look at the exclusives that PlayStation has over Xbox. And like you and me joke around about it a lot, but it's true. But if, X, <laughs> but if Xbox, it, like I wouldn't, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't be angry if I got an Xbox One. I play a lot of Xbox. I play like. 0.5% of my time playing is playing a Microsoft game. Yeah. Like, Minecraft Dungeons this year was the only exclusive, quote-unquote, uh, like, Microsoft game I played. And that was on every other platform, but it was on Game Pass. But, right, I, I'm just yeah. trying to say that, like, we may shit on Xbox Live, but it's not like we hate it or it's a bad fucking console. No. Um, uh, but this is huge. This is fucking huge. Like, it's, a, it's a big deal. Uh, <laughs> dude, first of all, Fallout... Todd Howard can retire now. Fallout and Elder Scrolls already... Uh, two of the biggest IPs in Western RPGs, I would say. Yeah, I mean, Fallout's kind of like on a downward trend right now, but otherwise, But sure. it still holds incredible value, Lee. You can't sure. deny that. And Elder Scrolls, Skyrim is the most popular well, Western RPG of all the time. The residual of this is already like money in the bank, right? Like, like Skyrim will come out on the PS5. Right, it's going to make a lot of that money <laughs> and now back. Microsoft gets that money. Like, yeah, so Skyrim Fallout is already huge, but then you look at like Doom, which is like... To hardcore gamers, like, the recent Dooms have been some of the best first-person shooters made in the last couple and decades. And now, John Carmack can be involved. Yeah. Because uh, Bethesda hated the shit out of him, but now he's cool with Microsoft, so maybe he can, like, return to id. Yeah. And just, like, touch the walls and, like, sniff the air and be like, let's get down to work. <laughs> right, he gets John Romero back and they start yeah. listening to heavy metal. And they do, like, a per, a, a proper HD remake of the original Doom. Doom? Yeah. Fuck, that'd be sweet, actually. And um, you can play on your watch. And, yeah, Wolfenstein, like, uh, these really big western ips that could it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna eclipse sony still because sony's yeah. sony's still come, so still kind of so in this bethesda is like hey we have like a two decade relationship with microsoft that we didn't have with sony what they're referring to is and, and this what yeah, that and morrowind on xbox yeah. people don't understand how elder scrolls kicked open the door for their own popularity like when you watch seth on uh, on youtube he's hey, highlighting hey, people seth he, here. he's highlighting pc games like might magic and stuff like that he's just like i have never touched these games i will never touch these games but can you imagine if like might magic 7 was like we're on xbox bitch and like suddenly that that opened the door to 360 hits and they have a game come out there and now we're at uh, my magic 14 on the ps4 yeah like. so there was like morrowind arrived on xbox it was playable it was a deeper rpg than you're used to on consoles. it was really bad yeah. compared to pc yeah, so <laughs> and like but ps2 had nothing like that gamecube had nothing like yeah that. yeah so when 360 hits and oblivion's there it's associated with console gaming enough that Oblivion's this huge hit on 360, and by the time Skyrim comes out, they're laughing, right? Yeah. Uh, and I would say that Skyrim and Oblivion sold way more on 360 than PS3. Uh, oh, yeah. In yeah. that in that time, yes. Uh, when, when Skyrim hit 11-11-2011, uh, know, when you only owned one copy of Skyrim back in those days, uh, you know, Xbox was the lead right. console. Absolutely. I owned it on Switch, 360, PS4, PC. Yeah. P what the fuck? PS3 like started making the 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 turnaround near the end of the generation, right? That's when they they started pumping out the exclusives. Uh, you know, that's just the way of things. So yes, there is a long relationship here. What does this mean for gaming right. going forward? Like me, for example. Yes, if you they, for example. If they announce tomorrow, yes, read. If they announce tomorrow, <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six Xbox Series X exclusive, I'd be like, fuck, guess I'm buying Xbox Series oh, X. Or you could just get a good PC and play it there. Yeah, but. So. No, uh, but the alternative then is I spent three grand on a good PC. So, but you get what I'm trying to say here is yes. that congratulations, you guys did it. Like 
you you pulled me over. Like you're gonna pull me over if you go through with this. Now, uh, the the implication here, of course, is that Phil Spencer's already announced that Elder Scrolls Six and Starfield, which is their game that comes before Elder Scrolls, uh, will be on Game Pass. So he is not outright saying it won't be on PlayStation Five or Switch or PC. Obviously, it will be. It's it, like the idea of keeping Elder Scrolls Six on Xbox and giving it away for free is insane. Uh, but if you're selling it for eighty nine ninety nine on PlayStation Five and you're like for fucking fifteen bucks a month, it's included in this service that already has hundreds of other games. You're playing the new Elder Scrolls for free, essentially at that point. Uh, that's what they're going for, and they've announced that Game Pass subscriptions have jumped in the last six months from ten million to fifteen million. I don't know if that's people also signing up on PC for the first time, and that's just like the extra fifty percent there, or what happened. Uh, but Game Pass is a is a threat, <laughs> in a, a threat in a very real real way uh, to to the industry and how how things proceed. Bethesda obviously has a ton of IPs and games of of yesteryear. That will now probably join Game Pass. Put Skyrim on there. Put like, this, yeah, Dishonored's Dishonor, already on there. Dishonored like, Thief. They already have this working relationship, so this seems very easy. Obviously, I joked that Todd Howard can now retire, but it, very realistically, when an acquisition happens like this, the top guys retire. They just leave. They're just like, we took our, our bonus, our signing bonus or whatever, and we were out the door. Bioware did it. You know, this is what happens. Yeah. Uh, so him and his leather jacket are probably going to go down the dusty trail. And it of just course, works. His, yeah, it just works. Hit 16 times the detail. <laughs> weather systems. Distant weather systems. You see that mount? Uh, you got that fucking mount. Uh, unfortunately, his legacy will end on Fallout 76, which at this point is still not... They didn't right. make good and on that it's, game. It's such a weird legacy for Todd, considering this is a guy that programmed yes. fucking Morrowind and made one of the most intricate, deep Western RPGs if, of all time. If you follow Bethesda back, if you see their meteoric rise, like it happened in a very small amount of time. They were fucking nobodies. And then just pound to the moon. Uh, they were making like some shitty like PC Terminator game or something. Wayne Gretzky like, 3D hockey. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It just works. Just works. So good for Bethesda. That's a payday. Shit. $7.5 billion, man. Holy crap. Uh, and yeah, Phil Spencer basically saying of Xbox saying, case by case, what games will be exclusive to Xbox? Or in this case, PS5, like Ghostwire Tokyo and stuff like that. Obviously, at some point, I'm sure they can announce, hey, in a year's time, this will be on Game Pass for free. So don't sweat it. But if you're on the PS5, Microsoft's now taking a cut. It's fucking weird. Obsidian was the same thing. They bought Obsidian, but Outer Worlds was still coming out on PS4. So they put it for free on Game Pass. So obviously, if you have Game Pass, that's the way to go. Speaking of Outer Worlds, they just released a DLC pack. And I believe, truly, Elder Scrolls and stuff like that will make their money back by including on Game Pass the game and then releasing your horse armor and your Dragonborn DLC. And Man, all like, uh, I'm fucking playing Skyrim again. Oh, I'm playing Outer Worlds, so they we're got on the opposite side of the same coin. Man, they uh, got us. As if you're like playing Skyrim, and then they drop this news too. Eh? Well, no, uh, I was since I've been playing D and D lately, and I got fucking sick of Avengers so quickly. It's a uh, when you and me were playing, <laughs> you, me and Lee were playing Avengers the other day. I and, played some more yesterday morning. For and some we got we got like half an hour in, and I realized I was in total autopilot zombie mode, and I was yeah. like, I'm not having fun anymore. No, I'm, like I'm not enjoying this. It's like you you slam the attacks. Uh, you point your character at the bad guy and slam the attack buttons and then keep an eye on your health bar. Right, but there's... And no, that's it. There's, and there's, <laughs> so, there's nothing tangible to show for it. You got a bunch of equipment that you can't see. And it's, just... it's a huge fucking disappointment. 
like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. You had this huge rogues gallery, you could have put all these characters, like, every week you have a different villain swapping in, a reason for me and Reed how to log in. How fun would it have been to customize how <laughs> I you... I say, how fucking hard would it have been? And I'm like, not very, yeah, I don't understand. No, it wouldn't have been hard, but how fun would it have been to customize the look of your heroes? Like, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. No, in my opinion, that would have been a big draw. I got a Hulk that has, like, painted... He's gray, and then he has, like, painted skeleton on him. Fucking, Pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's such a disappointment. So, yeah, it's, it's sad. Uh, so, I was bored as shit, and yeah. I went over to Skyrim, and Skyrim's still fine. <laughs> Skyrim's still fine. It's... No, oh, it's... It's, it's <laughs> like, something... There's just something about it, you know? A warm blanket, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. It's like hacking a pack of darts. <laughs> I, uh... I'm approaching Outer Worlds. I have a character that was like halfway through the game, so I started a new character, and I'm just like I'm just gonna blitz through objective markers here. But I'm gonna go like I'm gonna sell out to the board, so I'm like trying to like sell out the scientists to the bad guys and stuff like that, and just being a complete cold bastard. Uh, and it's a lot of fun because uh, Obsidian obviously pays attention to that storyline. So if you want to be right, the I galaxy's hope, worst asshole, I uh, hope for Obsidian's first person fantasy RPG that they're gonna be doing. Yes. You, it, it's hard to say that they're not trying to do the Elder Scrolls follow. Well, thing. what's interesting now is they're under the same umbrella. Like Obsidian and Bethesda are in this are in the same company now. Yeah. So you have um, Obsidian making. So I hope for their fa- first person fantasy RPG, they really build upon the building blocks that right. Elder Worlds started, and they're good building blocks. But um, need more weapon and armor variety. You need to have bigger areas, more quest yeah. variety. Uh, more at more variety in general, like the environments too. Everything looks the same. I hope they uh, build upon that. I want to see collaborations. I want to see right Bethesda be the bigger man here and be like, hey, listen, our writing is being fucking criticized since you guys basically left. Yeah. So how about you guys? You help us write some shit on this yeah, game. You, Obsidian can get a credit. You scratch our back, we'll scratch yeah. yours. Maybe we'll make New Vegas too, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll loan you one of our IPs or we can fucking uh, give you New Vegas money. 2 is you play a guy who goes against the new uh, Vegas Overlord, who's the player from the first game. Fuck, that'd be sick. And he's just got the army of robots, and like there's no, and it's like a fucking dystopia, like he's he's raised hell across like the western part of he's the United just, States. Like he's just actually yeah. insane. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, he like hunts down, he kills the NCR, and everything's like a police state. No, and then, yeah, you, ta- you, talk, you talk to him, and he's like, yeah, ever since I got shot in the head, I've been kind of fucked up. Yeah, he's wearing <laughs> Benny's suit and he's just like fucking yeah yeah he eats people uh, <laughs> like yeah, he's every possible iteration of your Fallout New Vegas character it's like the thing about the Fallout universe now is Fallout 4 you're running around in the Fallout universe at 250 years after the bombs drop and nothing has gotten better nothing has moved in 250 years of human history if you go back to like the renaissance age you can see guys going from like like to guns, like swords to guns, basically during that. Hey, the Turkish people showed up with crossbows. That's a that's a problem. In Fallout Four, guys have shanty towns. We've never moved beyond that. No one learned woodworking. Uh, no one's right. rebuilding the city. It's just garbage. So I always think of how cool would it be for because, a Fallout game set way in the future. Right, but then that's, uh, but then you have the argument of is that even Fallout anymore? If you get rid of that like shitty, I no one's doing anything kind of aesthetic. We know very little about the world outside of the United States in Fallout as well. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying it wouldn't feel like Fallout if uh, if I walked out of the vault and I just saw a bunch of newly built houses and like, <laughs> and like and like replanted but crops. What if you did? <laughs> yeah, uh, it'd just be. A fun- <laughs> <laughs> but what if you did Fallout? I don't know. Like, thinking outside uh, the box because at a certain point I don't want to walk outside the vault and see a bunch of dead trees and roaches <laughs> again either. So fuck you. 
I think, okay, yeah, let's not get into yeah. Fallout here. Uh, especially because that game's like 10 years old. Like, a single-player Fallout could be so like a decade away if you consider the main team is working on Starfield, then Elder Scrolls Six. Hopefully I don't now. want another Fallout. Uh, yeah, not right now. No. No. Unless, like, you're, like, Fallout New you Vegas 2, Obsidian You know how fucking excited I was for Fallout 4? How insanely pumped I was for that? Thankfully, it was a short amount of time between announcement and release, so that hype couldn't have built too high. <laughs> uh, like, my buddy has put in, like, it must be a thousand hours into Fallout 4 at this point. He made a mall. He made, like, he's like, look at this shit. I'm like, my god, man. Like, like go play Minecraft. Um, uh, you know, uh, speaking of which, the VR update's out, and it's free on PlayStation. Minecraft? So if you have PlayStation 4 VR and Minecraft, you already have PlayStation 4 sure. VR, Minecraft VR. experience a worse version of the game. I, I want to puke all over again. <laughs> <laughs> all right we have some more news stories to hit we have to quickly talk about what we've been playing and then we have to finish talking about gen 1 pokemon i swear to god nintendo has discontinued the 3ds fuck it was yeah. like it was like soft discontinued but poor went out for the 3ds god damn like top five console at all t- of all time when you consider the lineup on this thing 3ds yeah some good fucking games on it's there. like in the it's in the era of like the ps2 when you talk about it it's just like man when you consider it has the whole ds library too fuck uh, all the Pokemons you have. All the Pokemons. All the Pokemons. Yeah. Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask 3D, which are arguably better than their N64 yeah. counterparts. Well, that, um, yeah. Metal Gear Solid 3D, like, uh, lots of... It's all ports. You're like, think of all the ports that yeah. they had on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I don't... I wouldn't consider it one of the top five consoles of all time or anything well, like that. Not, not considering it hard enough. No, because you because then you would just say the DS is better. Cause, like, I don't know. You don't know. I mean, it made them a shitload of money and held up the console thing through the Wii U. Like, the Wii U was not profitable for yeah. them. 3DS held that shit up uh, after coming off the Wii. And that, now, look at them now. Like, so, fuck us, right? Yeah. Uh, Blizzard announces BlizzCon on, BlizzConline. God damn it. An online-only BlizzCon for 2021 so that uh, piece of shit can get on the microphone and be like, is this some kind of April Fool's joke again? <laughs> uh, presumably, they're going to show Diablo with this thing. It's you time. guys have phones, right? They, they've... <laughs> They've held out long enough. Diablo Four. It's it's time. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's 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 being worked on right now. Show sure. It. They're gonna I have, show it. I have no special attachment to Diablo. I played three for a while, and I was like, wow, you do the same thing a lot. I would like to see a Diablo be more of a games. Uh, this is a fucking awful thing to say. I would like to see a Diablo be more of a games as a service, like Destiny is, which it, it isn't. No, yeah. that, but that's the impression I got when I played it. Is yeah. that this is not like like a story driven deep intricate like skill based game it's get the loot spam your abilities right yeah. the, so the, why the isn't numbers it, get bigger so why isn't it like a destiny game um yeah. cuz it's like a diablo game right <laughs> it's holding on to right but when i was playing i was like i guess that's just my opinion i'm just going to go play like divinity original sin too. people like diablo people like diablo yeah they sure do yeah yeah i'm just i'm just some fucking asshole on the internet yeah. Fuck Diablo. Baldur's Gate 3, baby. Fuck uh, yeah. Baldur's Gate 3. Also, Cyberpunk 2077, there was a Night City Wire live stream, which broke down the different gangs in the game. I'm not going to get into it, because I didn't watch it myself. I'm already sold Neither on that did game. I. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm already sold. I uh, want to go Media Blackout. I want to experience Every time everything. I accidentally see a GIF or a still shot of that game, I'm like, what is Is this some kind of like cool art? And I'm like, oh, that's Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Okay, good. Scroll right past it. Yeah, I can't, I can't uh, fucking wait. It's going to be fucking great. Do you want to hit the rumor mill, mill real quick here? Like, really hard rumor mill? How hard do you want this are we mill talking to be? like are we talking like ring post news or Dave Meltzer? I'm talking Metal Gear Solid is getting a full remake and it's a PS5 console exclusive. How reliable is the source? Not hundred <laughs> percent. I would be very hard pressed to think that's real. 
We'll see. I mean, did you see on, on Twitter after the Bethesda announcement broke, people were like, Sony, you gotta buy Konami. Does, so they, like, Konami was trending because people were asking Sony to buy it. Does, um, <laughs> so they can make, yeah. Does Sony, does Konami own the Fox engine? Uh, yes. There's I some, believe so. There's some potential well, there. Because Death Stranding's using the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn engine. Right, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not you using... Didn't, you presume Kojima would use the Fox engine if he had it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if they just... Uh, oh, we didn't mention that a lot of the PS5 games are also coming on PS4. Namely, uh, the biggest one that was a strange inclusion was the new Horizon Zero Dawn will just be on PS4. Sure. Which is weird, because that game's a few well, months out. I, I don't think it's that weird. When you consider that, like, the gap of graphics between PS1 to PS2 is huge, and PS2 to 360 was smaller, but still pretty big. And now, you can literally buy one disc and play it on both consoles. Right, yeah. Like... <laughs> We're, I think we're reaching that point in video games where how much better can graphics really get. Right. Um, it's mostly about speed and performance now, I think. And that's the perfect segue. Yeah. Into Pokemon! How, gotta catch them all. How is that the perfect segue? It just is. I gotta do it again. It just works. Pokemon! <laughs> Read. I have some notes from last, last week's episode. We talked about some weird shit. Oh, boy. We spoke about episode uh, one series overview. We talked about TMs and HMs and how HM mules are a nuisance uh, to have in your party. Uh, we did some Cliff Notes run through. Uh, professors and their speciality. We talked about how they each had a speciality, and I, I got it. I broke it down for you. It was heavy. How did he carry it? Uh, so Professor Oak is Pokemon and human relationships. Professor Elm is Pokemon breeding. Yep. Professor Birch. Professor Bitch. Pokemon habitats. Rowan uh, from Sinnoh was uh, evolution and form changes. Then Juniper was the origin of Pokemon. Then Mega Evolution for Sycamore. Then Pokemon Moves for the Moon and Sun guy. It's all coming together now. And then in Sword and Shield, we have Magnolia, who's into Dynamaxing. She likes him big. And then we have uh, Sonya, who's uh, into history. So much so that she's like, look at these drawings. Look at those tapestries. What do you think happened here? Oh, the legendary Pokemon are here. As how I, I imagine it breaks down. I think I'm at the point in Sword where I actually go oh, fight fuck, the legendary. Oh, fuck, you still haven't beat it. No, because that game's fucking awful uh spoiler alert for like eight episodes yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about freaky pokedex entries we talked about pokemon frequency and exclusivity between versions confusing dialogue and story implications in gen 1 that make it seem like kanto is on earth pokemon origins aliens from space mew origin we got the we got it here he's straight up found in guyana in south america they like there's a pokedex entry that says it and then many of his pokedex entries uh, that they stopped using after generation like five or so, uh, says that because it can use all kinds of moves, many scientists believe Mew to be an ancestor of Pokemon. Right, but then but it's not then, definitively. And saying then we that. talk that's all shit when when it's like canon that Arceus is the fucking god of Pokemon right. or whatever. So right? it was believed that Mew was something special. Turns out, just a cat with some cool blood in the forest. No, well, it's possible that Arceus made Mew and then Mew just reproduced asexually a ton or something. <laughs> It made the prehistoric Pokemon. Any of this is possible. <laughs> um, and then it goes at lengths that he is invisible. People can't see him unless they really want to meet him or something like that. It's in the Pokedex. It's like he only shows to those of pure heart that what really want to meet him. fucking, like, it? <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know. Uh, anyways, Pokemon and animals are not the same. Pokedex entries referencing both animals and Pokemon and people eating Pokemon, like Farfetch'd. He tastes delicious with the onion he carries around. Rarely does a form of poultry carry around the seasonings uh, that you're supposed to eat with him. 
they'd be like a chicken carrying like a bag of frozen fries on his back and you're just like oh how convenient uh thinking of pokemon as transformers uh as some become fish and others become literal piles of garbage yes in the case of that's yeah that that's my head now. uh mount moon and the implications of prehistoric pokemon discovered the body horror situation at bill's lab and took a look at his sexy eevee pics uh so we talked about bandit bandit keith and lieutenant surge <laughs> i looked up the voice actor Ted Lewis is the voice actor of Bandit Keith, and as far as I know, was not Lieutenant Surge. And it was however, Dungeon Bolt, right, too? However, he was the voice of Tracy Sketchit, who's that loser uh, illustrator from like the Orange Islands part of the anime. He's also Snorlax and Giovanni. Also, I learned that dozens of actors are employed by the Pokemon anime, and they each do like six Pokemon. So, like, you're Bulbasaur, Poliwhirl, and something else. You're Charmander, and they like they split. I want to know the logistics behind them deciding, like, you know what? In the game, they have like these cries, but in yeah. the anime, we're gonna decide that these fuckers <laughs> yeah. can speak their own name. Well, like Bulbasaur would be like. <laughs> Bulbasaur. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> That's exactly what I heard. Isn't that way more fucked up? Uh, yeah. I was like, actually probably pretty accurate on that Bulbasaur song. What if it's humans <laughs> trapped in the bodies of these animals, thus, like creating, <laughs> thus creating Pokemon, but they've reached such a stage of 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 symbiosis? Yeah. Like Venom. <laughs> Listen, I've seen plenty of illustrations on the internet of people symbiosising with Pokemon. Oh, uh, So, yeah, let's just say that we've gone there before Bill. Uh, anyway... We got to Vermilion City in the SSN and we talked about that goddamn truck. You get cut from the captain by rubbing his back. Yeah, as you <laughs> Presumably. do. Uh, you fight your rival there. You head uh, through the rock tunnel. You need Flash, which as we mentioned, you can get outside Pewter by going through the Diglets cave. Also catch some Diglets. They're cool guys. And if you have a water Pokemon or a leaf Pokemon to level up, that's a good place to grind. Yeah, because... Although well, grinding in Pokemon is you not required. You got a water Pokemon against the Raichu. Yeah. Thunderbolt. <laughs> um, can we talk about can we talk about his gym real quick? The Vermilion City gym, where he's got a locked electrical gate, and the only way to open it is to reach your hand into several garbage cans. <laughs> oh, you never played Gen One? No, it's the, I, it's I'm, the same in, in Fire I played Red, Fire yeah. Red. No, I'm very much aware of this. Thing. So you reach into the garbage can, you find a button, and then you have to push one on the adjacent garbage cans. It's fucking they're it's like, garbage, man. They're like, all right, Lieutenant Surge, we're making your gym. How do you want to do this? What's your policy? Garbage can. He's like, I'm going to go in this room and put up an electric fence. All right. And Slip me my lunch through the, <laughs> through the other side. And then you're going to put garbage cans all over the floor. <laughs> put a button in one of Like, them. if the place loses electricity, he just presumably dies in a closet in the back room. Uh, anyway, you beat his ass. Uh, he's just got to write you a Voltorb and some other garbage uh, electric types. Easy peasy. So, you find your way to Celadon City. Celadon City's uh, the biggest city in the game next to Saffron. Uh, Saffron City is located in the center of the region, and a lot of these, uh, you go through different underground things and whatnot to get around it. Celadon City is also where you encounter Team Rocket again. They are running a game corner in the city that has like a hideout underneath it. I, I don't know what they're exactly doing that's against the law here, other than managing a gambling casino. I think the implications that they're using Pokemon to cheat somehow yeah but okay what, what, like <laughs> what I, like, pokemon allows you to cheat porygon okay maybe like they're hacking <laughs> cyberspace hacking is the mean uh you can go to the celadon mansion uh through the back please enter through the back door you'll find an eevee at the top floor celadon uh market is also a multi-floor department store where you can find all kinds of exclusive PMs, things can, yeah stones. stones you can immediately evolve your pokemon evolve it into a, a vaporeon uh don't don't fuck around with Jolteon and Flareon. Flareon's completely useless in Gen 1. Jolteon doesn't fucking learn Jol shit. Jolteon's cool. He's fast. But Vaporeon's where it's at. But it's like... 
Thunder for Joel Seattle. Thunderbolt. <laughs> Thunderbolt. Uh, other than that, you can use Cut to get to the gym here in Celadon City, which is filled with women. There is a peeping Tom outside the window uh, of the game. He's being like, like this, <laughs> this is the best gym around. It's There's no women. female. <laughs> Erection. Thunderbolt. <laughs> you go in there, you kick her ass. Uh, you can also get Fly uh, nearby. It's just out west of town. You talk to a girl in a house that's a secret place to get to. Fly is great. You can fly back to previous. Right, Lee, let me ask you this. If you ever, play, yeah. if you ever beat a bo- Pokemon game without using Fly once? Probably. Yeah. I have, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I've, I, played, I uh, never look back. I've played multiple <laughs> playthroughs in Crystal where yeah. I said to myself, I'm not using a motherfucking flying wow. type. Wow. So I'm just going to go through like this. One time, Lee, on Crystal, I only played with a Nato King, wow. a Polyrath, and a Victory Bell. Wow. Yeah. That was fun. It's a pretty, it's a pretty solid team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should mention that when you come out of the Rock Tunnel, you don't find yourself in Celadon City. You find yourself in Lavender Town, which seems like a featureless, scary burg. Uh, and you just kind of fucking mosey on right. through that place. People are always like, oh, the theme song is so scary. Like, I, I understand the first ten seconds, but then it comes in with the really nice... It's not that... It's not that... It was in the original game. Yeah, but it's, it's a really quiet peaceful theme uh, so the thing about lavender town is there's a creepy pasta that's very famous written about it and also there's the pokemon tower reed let's talk about the pokemon tower this right. is the final resting place for trainers pokemon pokemon can die for real right it's so weird now yeah. that they don't like they're so safe in these most recent pokemon it's like a multi-story tower filled with gravestones right they won't even acknowledge <laughs> pokemon deaths it's like weird nowadays yeah. um the creepy pasta i believe you're talking about radicate I don't. There's a Lavender Town one. Oh, okay. Where you so, hear the music no, the one I'm talking about. Um, so up until this point, when you've been battling a rival, whether it's been at the Nugget Bridge or it's been on the SS Anne, and before that, he's had a Radata that's evolved into a Radicate. Oh, you're saying that he was there paying his respects. So yeah, yeah, yeah when, when you get to Lavender Town and you go to the Pokemon Tower, you meet Blue there again, and you have another battle. Yeah, except or this, Ass or whatever you've named. Yeah, it. except this time, <laughs> yeah, except this time he does not send out Radicate at all, and he's looking at a tombstone so a lot of people in their head can have said that as that sounds in line with gen one though that sounds like something like that they just secretly slip in fucking yeah. creepy so yeah uh the implication being that radicate has died and he's paying his respects to his radicate you also fight channelers in here that have ghost pokemon that speak in tongues until you defeat them and then they're like oh i was possessed by a ghost and you're like oh oh okay that can happen uh should children be wandering around the upper floors of this place <laughs> Uh, fuck it. Anyway, uh, you get to the top. You, you, the reason you're here is to save Mr. Fuji or whatever his name is, who's like a the proprietor public. of Leva- La- Lavender Town. Uh, so you beat Team Rocket here. He gives you the Pokey Flute, which allows you to wake up Snorlaxes and head uh, south to Fuchsia City, where Koga is waiting uh, with his loser team of poison types. Uh, yeah, man. Like this stretch of the game is good. Is cool. The game kind of opens up in a way where you're not going the route you thought you were going to. You get a fresh water in Celadon City. You can give it to the guard. Uh, to get into Saffron City, there's not much you can do immediately in Saffron City. It is your final showdown with the Team Rocket there. Now the game actually allows you to go either to Fuchsia City, the Safari Zone, which is a cool timed event where you get a certain amount of balls. The Safari Zone allows you to throw bait rocks and balls. Also, if you go deep into the Safari Zone is where you find Surf, which you need to complete the game. And and do a number of other things. In the go game. to Cinnabar Island. <clears throat> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so it, it behooves you to go there first. There's the Biking Road. Which is kind of cool. I don't. I don't know. Uh, there's the the weird, like docks and stuff. You go the other way. There's two Snorlaxes in the game. When you play the flute for them, they fight you. The flute can also be used to wake up sleeping Pokemon in your own party, which is kind of cool. Like a free awakening for the rest of the game. Yep. Uh, you can fight Sabrina. 
after you take care of Team Rocket in Saffron City. There are two gyms in Saffron City. Fighting types, getting the short shrift here, don't even have a badge. No, they're not an official gym. No. The Market Dojo. Yeah, they're located right across, like, right next to the official yeah. gym. Uh, so you go in there, you kick all those guys' asses, and uh, you get to choose between Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee there. Uh, Imagine taking Chan. Yeah, who, like, who, who would do that? He's in all the elemental punches, though. Which is something but that they're all, in Gen have. One. They're all special with his a fucking abysmal special right. stat. So. No, you shouldn't be using either Pokemon in Gen One. Yeah. Uh, Hitmon <laughs> Lee's got some beneficial stats and and moves you can use later when they added Blaze Kick and all that cool stuff. Uh, anyway, at this point in the game, yeah, you take care of either Fuchsia or Saffron in the, in the order you uh, see fit. You run into Giovanni uh, in the Saffron City Showdown. Here, uh, he's the leader of Team Rocket. Not much to say about that guy. He's kind of shrouded in mystery even throughout the game. You just know he's a criminal overlord. In the anime, they flesh out his character a little bit more, uh, where he is involved in the cloning of Mew. Uh, in this game, I don't, I don't think in Gen One they actually quite the, distinctively talk. Here's about what that. you get. As far as information goes regarding Mewtwo, when you go to the island, when you go to Cinnabar, the, island, yep. the Cinnabar island with that one house. Yeah, that's the Cinnabar, the slice of the Cinnabar mansion, which is the lab but where they made. Fun fact, actually, yeah. the first shiny I've ever found in a game that didn't come from an egg, because in Gen 2, when you get the egg from the daycare, there's a very, there's a third, like a one-third chance it'll be shiny when it, when it hatches. In, in what? In which Gen 2. Okay. When you get the, uh, the egg. That oh, Gen 2, if you got a shiny, that's like, like, you've peaked. Like, you got no, a shiny in Gen no, 2 in shit. No, in Gen 2, like, yes, getting a shiny regularly is, of course, really hard. Um, no, but the egg you get from the daycare lady at Goldenrod, that yeah. could have one of the random new baby Pokemon, there's a one-third chance that it could be shiny in that gen. Anyway, when I was playing Fire... I think that's only in Crystal, actually. Yep. When ahead. I was playing Fire Red for the first time, uh, found my first legit shiny in the game, which is a shiny Raticate in this house. Wow. Yeah. And then he passed away and he went... <laughs> so when you go to the upper levels you find basically some <laughs> logs and research notes which is actually really cool and yeah. it's environmental discovery like follow they're building up the the major heel of the game right it's yeah. it's not even the major heel of the game because he's not the major heel um Mewtwo's misunderstood um no it's more it's more like it's more like world building that's not super obvious uh it basically says that Mew was discovered in South America yeah and they tried to clone it and then the clone went berserk and left that's it Yes. So for when the Pokemon movie came out, they simply just said, okay, Giovanni was the one that was yeah. doing it. That's it. Bef before that, in the anime, there were episodes that covered it and they never showed Mewtwo or stuff, but you see him blow up the lab and fly away. There's like a cut, there's like a weird opening to one of the missions and Giovanni's standing like in Cinnabar with Persian and you see the lab explode and you see Mewtwo with the armor fly away and the armor falls off of him. And that's the only thing they showed of Mewtwo in the anime. And then Giovanni gets on the phone and he's like... Well, that fucking sucks, and then moves on, and then the the movie presumably takes place at any time after that because yeah. you remember everybody gets flashy thinged in the movie, and they don't remember it happening. They don't remember Pikachu crying and Ash being turned into stone. Oh, that was sad. Uh, yeah, when they're like forcing them to fight, it's crazy. Uh, that's kind of have to do it for this week. Uh, so you get to Cinnabar, you learn about the origins of Mewtwo, you learn about Mew, who's not in the game at all, as we said. Uh, he's even more shrouded in mystery. I like a game that does that. There's just mysteries to uncover. You can learn little things. Uh, of course, Mewtwo finds his final resting place at the Cerulean Unknown Cave that you can only access after beating the Pokemon League. There's a guy standing in front of the mouth of the cave that's just like, Oh, you're bad. <laughs> you, thought that ball? You, can't, you can't get in here, buddy. Come back later and, like, shoves you. Uh, Cinnabar Island has Blaine, the fire gym leader. Kick his ass. Seafoam Islands are located to the east. Uh, now that you have Surf... Hey, time to catch some legendary birds in this game. Zapdos is in the power plant, which you can get to just uh, by the entrance Sorry. to Rock Tunnel. You surf around, get to the power yep. plant, 
Uh, these Pokemon yeah. are like level 50, I think, in Gen 1, so you're going to want to probably or wait 70. for later. I think they're 50 in Gen 1. And then, yeah, yeah Seafoam Islands. Seafoam Islands, Articuno. Yes, uh, Seafoam Islands, however, requires strength. Uh, you get strength by finding the Warden's Lost Teeth in the Savari Zone and giving it back to him, and he gives you the strength HM. However, I think you need one of the last uh, badges to be able to use it. Uh, so other than Victory Road, to get to the end of the game, you use strength to do a little puzzle in the Seafoam Islands. That's how you get Articuno, the Ice Bird. Uh, and then Moltres is just waiting for you on Victory Road. He's the easiest to come by by accident. And that's where we're going to wrap it up for this week. Wow. So next episode, we'll <laughs> finish off Gen 1 with yes, Elite Four. Yes, um, I promise you we will. <laughs> no, it's going to be a lot yeah. easier to talk about the other Gens because, one, they're not nearly as weird. Yes, we're and, just comparing and contrasting. Yeah, to, and, and yeah. two, we don't have to talk about any mechanics. We're just talking about new mechanics. Oh, that buddy, like, when you think about Gen 2, you forget about the mechanics they added. Like, you, like day and night cycle, uh, Pokemon that only appeared during the entire breeding thing. The phone call system. Yeah, the phone call bullshit. Egg moves. You. Yeah, egg uh, moves. Shiny Pokemon. Additional HMs. Yeah. 16 badges. Shiny Pokemon. New Pokemon. Yeah, new zone to uh, check yeah. out. Split that special stat, baby. So Yeah, the special split. Uh, um, lots of things happen in Gen yes, 2. Yes, baby Pokemon. Different ways to evolve After Pokemon. Gen 4, you'll notice a significant decrease in, <laughs> in our interest. new thing. No, not an interest. <laughs> not an interest at all. Yeah. My my interest was renewed after that. Um, but you'll see a lot less uh, new things happen. Rather, there'll be things traded out. So, like, Gen 3 did away with the, the day-night day, night meaning anything, but they added weather uh, effects to certain terrains. So it's always raining, uh, which is kind of a step down, because those weather effect moves were in Gen 2. Yeah. You can use Sunny Day, you can use uh, Rain Dance, etc. Uh, when you learn that if you were under Sunny Day, you could Solar Beam without charging it, you're just like, oh shit, fuck. The rest of the game is just Sunflora, Solar Beam. Rain cool. Dance and fucking Thunder, baby. Oh, man. Yeah, 100% accuracy after using Rain Dance. Little hidden shit like that. Uh, and yeah. then, of course, Gen, Gen 3, though, didn't in, added the abilities, the passive abilities, which is, of course, to this day, has changed the competitive scene oh, of Pokemon. It's, are you kidding uh, me? Uh, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Anyways, uh, at Tess Iceberg is us on Twitter. LeahTessIceberg.com is my email address. Your hosts this week have been myself, Lee, and Reed. Yeah. Uh, also listen to Assaultants of Slam that went up slightly before this today uh, where I cover AEW Dynamite from seven days ago. And don't forget to check out our Red Dead to complete episode. That's also out. Yeah, and I talk a little bit about the G1 Climax as well. I Climax. On that's air. Live <laughs> on, on air. air. Live on air. Hey, listen, I'm off this week. So I'm getting off this week. <laughs> uh, that's going to be the show for this week. Thank you for signing up. We'll talk to you again next week.